Hey, York Alliance. Welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Tuesday, February 6th. Hope you're doing well today as we journey together toward Jesus and as we uh, move into the month of February. And along with the month of February comes a new series, Demonstrating the Gospel, which, uh, as I said on Sunday, we're going to do kind of in two parts. So these first two weeks are really going to dwell on the idea of spiritual gifts, uh, the way spiritual gifts work, uh, the way to discern them and why it's important to discern them. And uh, that two-week practice guide that is available in the lobby um, or also available or will be available online, um, that's uh, that's a great way to jump into that, particularly with the community. You'll see that um, that's really written to be able to engage within uh, the the scope of community. And so um, it's, it's really designed to have people around you who are part of that process of helping you uh, identify and uh, engage spiritual gifts. And so that's where we're going to start. And then we'll move into a six-week section of that eight-week series that'll be all around uh, who the person of the Holy Spirit is and some, uh, uh, some kind of concepts of who the Spirit is, and then what the Spirit does, uh, the work of the Spirit around us. And I'm excited to let you know that our friends Alex and Hannah Absalom will uh, be coming the end of that series. Uh, they'll actually be the um, the Palm Sunday weekend, right before Easter as we wrap up that series and then uh, move into our Easter celebration. And so um, they're going to be with us for that weekend uh, along with a... Um, demonstrating the gospel conference uh, or uh, day-long event on Saturday. So uh, really looking forward to that. I think that's going to be really uh, encouraging and helpful for, uh, for all of us. Well, the, the one major uh, question that I started to get right away, um, which uh, every time I've taught on spiritual gifts, I, it's a question that I've gotten over and over again. So it's one I want to deal with uh, in the podcast today, is the difference between uh, w- what I'll simply call gifts and stuff. So um, the, that whole idea of the stuff of the Spirit that is found in 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14, um, that the Greek word is pneumatikos, that's uh, just like literally spirituals, the plural of spirit, uh, spiritual, um, but it's not, it, it's a, an adjective, not a noun. And so it becomes really challenging for us to uh, get our arms around, and that's what I've, I've been calling the stuff of the Spirit. Um, the, and, and my argument is that Paul's intentionally using that phrasing because what he's saying is the overflow of the Spirit is available for all of us. It's not a matter of you get one gift and you don't get another gift, but it's available for all of us. But the question and the very right question, the logical next question is, okay, but in 1 Corinthians 12, right after he says uh, now about the stuff of the Spirit or the pneumatikos, translated spiritual gifts at the beginning of chapter chapter 12, he then talks about how um, certain people are given one gift uh, and another uh, person is given another gift or another way of engaging the Spirit. Um, He uh, sometimes uses the Greek concept of charismata, the plural of the gifts of grace, charisma, a gift of grace. And sometimes he uh, doesn't use the specific terminology, but he's talking about different ways of engaging the Spirit. And he's saying that some people are given some and some people are given another and it's not uh it doesn't seem to coincide with that idea of all of us being able to engage all of the gifts and so what's what's the difference uh what's the difference between uh, say it this way gifts and stuff what's the difference between the two of them and uh as best i can tell and 
and look, there are, are entire seminary classes built around these concepts. They're very, very uh, complex within the text, and there's uh, several different, I would say, very faithful ways to interpret the texts. But here's what I would say is my best understanding based on my study of these texts. And I've done quite a bit of study on these texts because uh, both being fascinated by them and um, because as we'll talk about uh, a bit on Thursday, uh, the Ephesians 4 passage uh, seems to say that a, a right understanding of gifts and equipping the the work of the Spirit and the work that we step into, uh, empowered by the Spirit, is really, really significant for our, our maturity and growth. And so uh, we'll talk a, a bit more about that next week as well. Um, so I've done quite a bit of study on them. Here, here's my best explanation in, uh, in five minutes. Um, so there are distinctions in the way that we're wired, that's uh, Romans chapter 12, I would argue, and uh, the personalities that we have, both uh, from a natural talent perspective and the way that those natural talents are redeemed and empowered, caught on fire by the Spirit. So the example that I gave to you was uh, my reading on the beach of this uh, strange management book when I was a teenager and how that translates to the way that I read now and the uh, way that I uh, have always approached learning theology and uh, learning uh, s- some of the adjacent kinds of disciplines that uh, that work within the realm of theology. And so uh, that, that same idea that I have a, a specific personal talent or uh, bent personality that gets uh, infused with the Spirit, uh, th- that same thing is true as it relates even to the miraculous gifts. And so I would argue that there are people, uh, Pastor Juan Carlos is one of them, who are bent towards certain miraculous gifts in a way that I'm not and that most people aren't. Um, so Pastor Juan Carlos has the gift of prophe- prophecy. I would say that's distinct from the stuff of prophecy. And here's what I mean by that. Um, Pastor Juan Carlos is regularly operating in this space of being able to hear the voice of God. And as he chooses to um, to to hone that skill or that gifting, to utilize that gifting and listens more and more, tests it out, practices it in the same way that I would practice uh, preaching or leadership. He's practicing prophecy. As he does it more and more, he gets better and better at it to the extent that he's able to utilize that gift um, not quite on command, that would maybe be a, uh, that, that would commodify the gift, but in a way that is very different than the way I can utilize prophecy, which is that I, I can stop and I can listen and I can hear from the Lord. And sometimes I'm right and sometimes I'm wrong and I'm still learning to hone that in. Um, and sometimes I don't hear anything. Sometimes uh, I, I know that what I'm hearing is that's just my voice in my head. That's my own thoughts. Um, and that's different because I believe that prophecy is something that's accessible to me, something that I can utilize and grow into over a period of time, but it's not ever going to be my primary gifting or my primary way of working. In the same way, all of these different gifts that we have are different ways that we can engage the work of the Spirit, 
um, because he's working in us in these specific ways. That doesn't mean, however, that they are primary for us. And it doesn't mean that we'll do them as well, even at our best and most developed, as someone who's specifically gifted to do it. It also doesn't mean that we will be uh, we will be accessing all of them at the same time. And so the, the what Paul seems to be talking about in 1 Corinthians 12 is that as we gather together, they're going to be different um, stuff of the Spirit that we are all engaging at different times and in different ways. And as we operate together as a body, um, we, we will be able to, uh, to work most effectively if we defer to one another's gifting and value what one another has to say. So let me give you another example. Um, if we're all together and we're seeking to hear from God, it doesn't even make logical sense, but it certainly doesn't make scriptural sense that God would tell all of us the same thing at the same time in the same way. But rather, God would speak maybe through someone who is more bent towards the gift of prophecy, and then someone else who is more bent towards a gift of discernment would be able to discern and confirm. Someone else who is bent towards the apostolic would be able to put that gift into place or uh, begin to uh, empower and structure people uh, to get to a place where that gift um, or that word can start to be worked out. The evangelist can take that word and transition it to uh, people who don't yet know Jesus and make sure that we're paying attention to the the kingdom call of Jesus to take his message into all the world. The teacher can take that uh, message and uh, make sure that uh, we're understanding it and understanding where it comes from in the word. And of course, uh, the pastor can make sure we all get there all together. Um, and those are just some of the giftings. There's uh, the, the person with hospitality is going to be able to make sure that we're um, all feeling welcomed into the circle of receiving this word, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The point is that God's going to work in different ones of us in different ways. It doesn't mean that that word that came to the prophet isn't a word that is accessible to me. It just means that by default, I'm going to recognize that there are other people who are sometimes more gifted to um, speak those things or hear those things, receive those things. And so therefore, I'm going to defer to them just as they will defer to me in some of my primary giftings. However, if that circle is a little bit different and there's different people in the circle, I may be the one that can hear that voice, that can hear that word from the Lord because there's no one else there who is listening or ready to hear it. And so therefore, we, are, we have access to all of the gifts, but God doesn't give us all of the gifts to use all together at the same time. He desires for us to rely on one another. We'll talk about that a little bit more on Thursday. It's a complicated topic, um, but I think one that once we get our, our heads around, it really is freeing as we begin to seek after the gifts that God's uh, invited us to seek after. Earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, um, especially the gift of prophecy. And so uh, I think it's really helpful for us to do that. So Thursday, we'll talk a little bit more about prophecy and the body of Christ and what that means. And then uh, this weekend and uh, next week, we'll really dive into Ephesians 4 and all of the implications of Ephesians 4 for us as we uh, journey together toward Jesus. This went a little long. Uh, tomorrow will be longer as we uh, do the Deeper and Wider podcast, but uh, uh, hopefully it's helpful as we engage these uh, complicated truths. I pray that the grace and peace of Jesus would be yours, that you would sense his spirit in you and working through you, transforming you on the inside and flowing from you to the outside for his purposes and his glory. Um, may you have a great rest of the day. Grace and peace to you.